good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, and thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like this video if you're watching us on YouTube, and please do subscribe. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and a host of other podcast players. Now that that's all done, let's jump into today's show. Well, hello there, and welcome back to the Thai Expat Daily Show. Today is Saturday, the 21st of May, 2022, and let's just jump into today's top stories. Prayut defends performance. Prime Minister Prayut Chan-o-cha defended his administration's performance over the past eight years, saying he has managed to lead the country through one crisis after another, and that he is trying his best to move the nation forward. General Pryat was speaking at the Better Thailand Open Dialogue Seminar on Thursday, initiated by the government at Siam Paragon, Bangkok. He recounted the day when he decided to seize power almost eight years ago, saying the country was deeply divided, with society polarised over political lines for over a decade. He said the country was bogged down in conflict, leaving the people in distress while Thailand was becoming the sick man of Asia. Some people may have forgotten this, When the National Council for Peace and Order was formed, we were aware that restoring order would come at a price. But we were criticised for being undemocratic, General Pryat said. At the time, the NCPO tried to ensure that people could still enjoy their freedom of expression in line with the law, with all sides given as much leniency as possible. The NCPO had a great deal of special power, but I only used it when it was necessary to solve problems. When it came to the justice system, independent agencies were able to carry out their work without any interference. The primary aim of the coup was to maintain order and steer the country forward and restore international confidence in Thailand, General Pryot said. He also emphasized the need for the 20-year national strategy, which covers security, competitiveness enhancements, human resource development, creation of opportunities and social equality, environmentally friendly growth and public sector readjustments in order to turn Thailand into a developed country by 2037. In his speech, he noted the pandemic has dealt a major blow to the economy, which remains heavily dependent on tourism. The COVID-19 crisis is a tough one. We are fighting against an invisible enemy. Huge amounts have been spent on helping people get back on their feet, he said. As a result of cooperation from all stakeholders, he said Thailand's efforts during the pandemic has been praised by the international community. Public Health Minister Anutan Sharabakul has said on May 5th that Thailand was ranked 5th in the world and 1st in Asia on the Global Health Security Index last year. The ranking reflects the country's strong commitment to its public health measures during the pandemic, the minister said. General Pryat called the pandemic a blessing in disguise, as it has spurred Thailand to develop its potential to be the region's leading medical hub. The country is also in the process of developing its own COVID-19 vaccine, he said. He pointed out the series of relief measures that his administration has rolled out to ease the impact of the rising cost of living, sparked by higher energy prices due to the Russia-Ukraine war. Even though Thailand has been hit by crisis after crisis, from COVID-19, the Russian conflict and the political divide in the country, the government will press ahead with its efforts to move the country forward. When the coronavirus crisis eases, Thailand will need investment to spur economic growth, the Prime Minister said. I want everyone to have trust in the government. 
In times of crisis, the government may not be working as fast as some might expect. But we are determined to tackle all problems. We need to join forces. This is not the time for conflict, he said. And moving along, UK, India, Germany top source markets. The COVID situation in China, which has some 40 cities under full or partial lockdown, bodes ill for the return of Chinese visitors to Thailand this year. As a result, the UK, India and Germany are the top source markets in 2022 and Thailand is being urged to focus more on domestic and high-spending tourists. Before the pandemic, China was the driving force for the global outbound tourism industry and the number one source market for Thailand and other destinations in Southeast Asia, said Mr. Paul Prungkarn, Chief of Staff at Pacific Asia Travel Association. I would assume China will only slowly reopen, most likely starting with domestic interprovincial travel at the first step. Most industry stakeholders agree that Chinese travelers will most likely resume overseas trips in 2023. However, the situation is always evolving, he noted. Thailand's tourism industry is showing signs of recovery, with increasing visitor numbers over the next three years expected to reach 46.9 million by the end of 2024, according to the PATA study. That is 7 million more than the record set in 2019 before the pandemic. Serene Gay, Visa Group Country Manager for Southeast Asia, said Visa conducted a study on the top three reasons for global travellers intending to visit Thailand and found leisure pursuits at 30%, the chance to escape and relax at 25%, and outdoor adventure at 18%, the most frequently cited. When in Thailand, tourists are likely to head for activities and attractions that have made the country famous. The top activity preference are going for a famous Thai massage, eating Thai food at cafes and restaurants, spending time at their resort and embracing Thai culture such as visiting a Buddhist temple. The government's outgoing relaxation of tourist entry requirements throughout the year and the pandemic being downgraded to endemic status has contributed to the recovery of the country's tourism economy. Though Mr. Paul advised Thailand to focus on quality over quantity, so longer staying and higher spending tourists will visit because many businesses are feeling the pinch from the impact of losing both Chinese and Russian travellers. Traditionally, these would be long-haul markets in the Americas and Europe. New source markets must also be explored. It is also good to see other destinations in the regions are slowly reopening, which will be a benefit to the industry. As of May 17th, the Tourism Authority of Thailand Intelligence Centre noted that the top five tourist markets are the UK with 84,600 arrivals, India at 81,205 arrivals, Germany 70,304 and the US 60,114 followed by Russia at 59,210. This reflects a change from last month when Russia and Germany were the top two countries and India did not even make the top five. He said Thailand needs to ensure seamless travel for those wishing to visit the country to stay competitive. The Thai government has already taken steps to ensure that with the end of the test and go scheme and RT-PCR test on arrival. It is expected that this will also happen to the Thailand Pass on June 1 which would be a huge benefit to attracting travellers to the country. And moving along, Thailand scraps quarantine for air land arrivals from June 1 and the Thailand Pass only for non-Thais. So that's foreigners. From June 1st, Thais returning to Thailand need not apply for a Thailand Pass, but foreigners are still required to do so, but the process for foreigners to enter Thailand will be made easier, while quarantine for air and land arrivals will be scrapped, according to an announcement by the Centre for COVID-19 Situation Administration yesterday. 
There is to be no quarantine requirement for those who are not fully vaccinated arriving by land or air, but they must either take a rapid antigen test administered by a medical professional within 72 hours prior to departure or upon arrival. The insurance coverage requirement remains $10,000. No COVID-19 test results will be required prior to travel for international arrivals who are fully vaccinated. The CCSA also decided to allow pubs, bars and karaoke bars in the blue or sandbox zones and green or COVID-19 surveillance zones to reopen until midnight, effective from June 1st, but with certain restrictions including no sharing of unwashed glasses or liquor sales promotions, but the sale of alcohol is allowed and close contact between customers and bar employees is permissible, but they must wear face masks. Currently, some such venues are being allowed to operate as eateries after they were given permission by the authorities, but the new measures announced today mean the restrictions have been eased and they will be allowed to fully reopen once they are permitted to do so by local health authorities. Service providers in the entertainment venues, who include musicians, must be fully inoculated with booster shots and all personnel must be screened every day and take rapid antigen tests every seven days or if they develop symptoms or at risk after having been exposed to an infected person. All are required to comply with the Universal Prevention Program. Customers must show evidence that they've been fully inoculated including booster shots and comply with the Universal Prevention Program. Those who are over 60 have underlying diseases or are pregnant are advised to not visit such premises. To reopen for business, entertainment venues must seek approval from the Provincial Communicable Disease Committee in each province, including Bangkok. Only properly registered venues will be allowed to reopen. Tables in the premises must be at least one meter apart and the venue must be well ventilated. The operators must also check their customers to make sure that they are fully vaccinated with booster shots. The CCSA also agreed to the rezoning of 14 of the 65 yellow or high COVID-19 surveillance provinces to green and 5 to blue or sandbox tourism zones. This means there will be 17 blue zones, 46 yellow zones and 14 green zones. And just to go a little bit further on that and something that actually is pretty good news that has been announced today is no quarantine for COVID high-risk people. Now the Centre for COVID-19 Situation Administration at the same meeting lifted the five-day quarantine requirement for people in close contact with COVID-19 cases. CCSA spokesman Dr. Twisat said high-risk contact people would instead be required to closely observe their own health for 10 days and have an antigen test if they have respiratory symptoms. They could continue to work with other people while observing their own condition, he said. This is a relaxation of disease control. High-risk people are those who do not wear a face mask, stay close to or talk with COVID-19 cases within two-meter range for longer than five minutes, are sneezed at by a COVID-19 case, or remain in a poorly ventilated place with a COVID-19 case longer than 30 minutes. So let's unpack this today and this meeting and what does it exactly mean. So let's first start off with the Thailand Pass. Now what's basically happened here is very little. Thais coming back to Thailand do not need to show anything anymore. So they do not need to fill out the Thailand Pass and and it seems like travel for them is back to normal. Now for foreigners, international arrivals, you still need to fill out the Thailand Pass. But I have read that now you will get an auto-generated QR code for your Thailand Pass at the end. So there'll be no more waiting around for approval, which means you'll just go in, you'll put your passport details, upload your vaccine certificate, and you still need that insurance, and you'll press enter, and it'll just auto-generate a Thailand Pass, which you will print off, and that's you done. 
So a little bit easier, but still, you know, having to upload a document is an inconvenience for some people. So, but that is, I guess, an improvement. I just don't know why we need to continue to do that. Uh, some other news, and which is very good news, is this whole idea of close contacts here in Thailand and no longer having to be quarantined, whether or not people have known, but before if tourists turned up and they were a close contact, they were put in quarantine for 10 days and drummed up huge bills which their insurance companies of course wouldn't pay for because you're not sick and basically ruined people's holidays because uh, the Thai government thought this was a great idea seemed like a very big money-making uh scam to me but yeah that's where it is now so that has also been withdrawn so that means if you are a close contact you don't need to worry about being locked up for five days or ten days or whatever it was after the relaxation the last time it's all getting confusing trying to figure out and remember the different relaxation of rules and regulations here in the country because they do it on a month-by-month basis and to quite frank they don't really ever jump in and just do something big another interesting fact is the emergency decree has been extended until july 31st why who knows of course for you guys out there as listeners to this show i think most people know why the emergency decree has been extended and it's basically to put an end to the student protests that were going on in bangkok over the last two years and most people would agree on that note that's exactly why it's remained in place because they can use this tool to basically say well as per the emergency decree you cannot have a protest because under you know the constitution of course of thailand protesting is allowed so this is one way to fend it off i guess but to continue to make it on but i find it very interesting is that members of parliament opposition parties nobody ever says anything put their hand up in parliament and say you know what do we really need the emergency decree anymore They seem to, you know, lack the courage to do something about it or at least make a note about it. Because for me, that would be a big thing. The the government can override pretty much many of the laws in the country and the constitution for their own means. And that, to me, just doesn't seem right, especially two years down the line. And COVID now is at a few thousand cases a day. And the rest of the world is basically treating as if it never even existed. But anyway, that's the news in relation to the Thailand Pass and what's been going on. Uh, we will have a few more stories about uh, Mr. Anatan Sharvakul in a few minutes. And then the Phuket News Daily Roundup. Anatan backtracks on July 1 endemic goal. COVID-19 will not be declared as endemic disease on July 1, the health minister said on Friday, despite earlier suggestions that it would be. Senior members of the government have been telling the public over the past two months that the government is planning to declare COVID as an endemic disease in July without providing a timeline or specific criteria. Those claims were refuted by the health minister. No one said that it would be declared on July 1, Anatan Sharvakul told reporters at Government House. Anathan said the current outbreak, with the number of severe cases of around 1,000 patients and the declining number of daily COVID deaths, are supporting the move to declare the disease as endemic. However, the steps towards the declaration will continue to be done gradually, and the process currently involves the rezoning of provinces and hard-hit areas to ease domestic restrictions. Thailand reported 6,463 new COVID cases yesterday and 41 related deaths and 1,037 severe cases in hospital nationwide. For face masks wearing, Anotan said the emergency decree order for people to wear face masks in public is only a recommendation. He said some provinces have issued their own mandatory face mask order with fines but they are rarely being enforced. There is no need to strictly enforce it because people are cooperating, he noted. Now, 
before I recorded this show, I was uh, reading another article where the permanent secretary of the Ministry of Public Health yesterday just claimed that they might be able to declare COVID endemic by mid-June because they were on track and ahead of schedule for July 1. It is amazing to think that nobody within the Ministry of Public Health talks to each other. That they can't simply just have one spokesperson who talks for the whole ministry and department and streamline the whole department to be as efficient as possible. Now I know that sounds like a lot to ask for but in the interest of public confidence, international confidence in travel, in daily life, in investment in the country, having one voice coming from the ministry for me seems like a very wise idea. It would stop all this nonsense that we hear from the minister, the permanent secretary, his spokesperson, another spokesperson, all saying different things. And I think it really does do a lot of damage to Thailand. Now, as I've said before, there's no need to talk about endemic because no other country is really doing that. Everybody is just focused on getting along with it and waiting for the World Health Organization to declare COVID endemic because they're the only ones that can. Unfortunately, Thailand really can't go it alone and just decide we're going to declare it endemic. And I think they're fearful to do that too because I think they're fearful there could be another mutation and then they're going to look like the laugh and stock around the world, of course. There wouldn't be any great surprise in that either. But it would be just fantastic if they just had a spokesperson and let them speak, gather all their thoughts, make one coherent statement, and then uh, I think things would be a lot better off in relation to uh, confidence in this country. And finally, the Phuket News Daily Report. Teens in attack on disabled girl now in Phuket prison on remand face charges. The two young teens who attacked a 17-year-old disabled girl at Khao Rang last month have been taken into remand and will face charges of physical assault causing harm, Phuket City Police have confirmed. Ban Kuku Durian Centre bearing fruit. Lovers of durian can now indulge their passion while enjoying a peaceful, natural environment after a local businessman opened his gardens to offer the fruit to the public. And finally, working group aiming to tackle Phuket's drug problem. A meeting was held by law enforcement officials in Phuket this morning to review data and the surveillance of illegal drugs coming onto the island. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kira Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.